algorithm, photos, engagement. Boom. Did I scare you? Come on, friends. It's time to creep it real. I mean, if you guys aren't prepared for the cheesiest Halloween puns, I'm just going to warn you to prepare your hearts. Now, I get it. Posting on social media during the holidays, even if it's a holiday you like or don't like, sometimes it can be scarier than seeing a ghost on Halloween. Like, what do you post about? What can you say that hasn't been said before? And for goodness sake, how do you use Halloween to market your business, even if you feel like your business isn't very Halloween-ish? Friend, this episode is going to teach you how to show up on social media and watch your followers get batty excited about what you have to offer. There's no tricks, just treats. And I'm so frightfully excited to take one less thing off your plate. Y'all, I mean, you can't... like. I'm trying not to laugh as I think of every pun possible that I could cram into an episode. So here you go. And if I didn't have a Halloween pun, can you please send me a direct message on Instagram at Jasmine Star and tell me the pun I did not include in this episode. I I think I counted. There's like 67. Yes, friends. Yes. Now it's punny, but lots of education. Okay. As we get started, you might be thinking, Jasmine, I'm a life coach. How could I use a silly holiday to get more sales? Or I'm a real estate agent. What does Halloween have to do with selling houses? And you can fill in any other industry at any other career. And I'm going to tell you my short and sweeter than candy corn answer is this. The holiday doesn't have to do with your business. The subject simply has to do something that your followers can relate to. No, you don't have to be in like a spooky industry and you definitely don't need to pretend to be something you're not just to have something to post about. What I want you to post about is a heck of a lot easier. It's showcasing how you celebrate or don't celebrate Halloween in hopes that your audience can feel connected to it. When you create content that is relatable, your followers will feel closer to you and they will begin to trust you. And trust on the internet leads to sales. Now, holidays are a great way to relate to your followers and you don't have to go on a total witch hunt for thinking of content topics. When approaching any holiday that I'd like to leverage for my business, in this case, I'm going to use the example of Halloween, I always ask myself, how can I start conversations with my hashtag squad goals? Was that a stretch? You know, like it's hashtag squad goals. Well, now it's squad goals, G-H-O-U-L-S. Okay, like, Come on, friends. Come on. Are are we in this? Anyway, I like to start conversation with my squad so that we can, you know, build trust with each other. To do this, over the years, I have figured out three questions to incorporate the holiday into my content, which I'm going to break down for you today. I want you to ask yourself these questions and incorporate them into your content if it's a good fit for you. Trust me, done it a bunch of times. It works. Number one, where do people go? do and see for Halloween. Just make a quick list. Number two, what are common Halloween traditions or memories that you enjoy? And number three, what Halloween related jokes or puns can you use to make people laugh? I know I threw that third one in there because y'all like I live for this stuff. If I see a pun on a bumper sticker, I just want to wave at that driver in the car. Like that person, that's my people. So let's chat about the first question. Number one, 
Where do people go, do, and see for Halloween? Surrounding any holiday, there's always specific things that you and your followers go, do, and see to celebrate, or should I say, celebrate? Hey. Okay, so for Halloween, this includes trick-or-treating, going to haunted houses, dressing in costumes, eating candy, attending costume parties, carving pumpkins, going on hay rides. The list is endless. Once you have a list of things that people do to celebrate Halloween, you're on the right track to go on to question number two. I'm going to take a second and answer this question specifically. Now, I'm going to get a little bit warm and fuzzy and mushy, so please be warned, there's a very personal story coming up. As many people know, if you guys have been on the podcast with me for for a minute, we actually just celebrated our one-year anniversary of the podcast this month. Hey, if you've been with us since the beginning, thank you for this wild ride. I have been waiting for a while to start a family. We had the blessing of adopting a baby in February of 2020. And I have to tell you that things that you don't feel comfortable sharing on social media. I've always said, don't share on social media. And something I was not comfortable sharing was that during the holidays, specifically during Halloween, even it's not a holiday that I celebrate necessarily, I would see a lot of people taking their kids to a pumpkin patch. Now, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but for many years, my parents took me and my sisters and brother to pumpkin patches. And it was just such a really special time in my life with lots of great memories. And for years, I so desperately wanted to take a baby and take a cheesy photo in a pumpkin patch. And y'all, October 2020 is the year that I get to take my daughter to a pumpkin patch. So when I ask myself, what do people go do and see for Halloween, even if they're like really not into celebrating Halloween the way that I'm not really into celebrating Halloween, it's a pumpkin patch and I get to take my little pumpkin to go sit uh, next to other pumpkins. Yes. Okay. So when I think about this, the goal for me is to think about content that I could create in advance of Halloween to start preparing my feed and prepping for a lot of the social conversations that are happening. Now let's get into question number two. What are common Halloween traditions or memories you enjoy? This one is going to be a little bit different for everybody. Perhaps when you were a kid, you dressed up as the same Disney princess three years in a row. Because let's be real, who did not love Ariel the mermaid that much? Okay, can I get an amen? Although... I'm kind of fond of Princess Jasmine. Just, just going to throw that one out there. Um, maybe you didn't dress up as a princess. Maybe every year you and your parents ate toasted pumpkin seeds while you're watching Halloween Town. Maybe now your family is creating new traditions like telling scary stories or eating candy apples on a Halloween night. Whatever it is, jot down a few memories that you could share with your audience. Chances are they're going to resonate with people and it, they're going to resonate with more people than you think. Speaking of memories, this is these are just coming to me, y'all. These memories, it's like I'm literally getting a flashback. So if you've also been around the block with the podcast, you will have heard my parents at various times being guests on the podcast. And I think I've openly mentioned my parents are really conservative. I mean, ultra, like on the spectrum of conservatism. My parents are like basically George and Martha Washington of conservative parents. So growing up as kids, we did not celebrate Halloween because it was evil and it was dark and that's what you know what you didn't do. Well, some of the people from their church 
had a, 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 it was like a celebration, they called it the celebration of light. And so you were able to dress up, not for Halloween, it was for the celebration of light and no like uh, scary costumes were allowed. So this year, and my parents, God bless them, they had no money, y'all. My parents, like I've mentioned before, like it was really hard for my parents. And uh, they wanted their kids, their twin daughters to get dressed up. And they had around, you know, $3.17 to make costumes. And so my dad went to the local drugstore. I think it was called like Lucky's. It was like a grocery store, drugstore. And he bought a tiny jar of blue face paint and a sponge and a pair of white pantyhose. And my parents bought us blue turtlenecks. I mean, we had, my sister and I were twins. We had blue turtlenecks because clearly who didn't have blue turtlenecks back in the 90s? We had a blue turtleneck and a white pair of shorts and blue stockings. And then my parents painted our face blue, but like entirely, y'all. Like our ears, the inside of our ears, our eyelids, everything was painted blue. And then my dad cut the legs off white stockings, white women's stockings. He cut the leggings off of them so that you would only get the bottom part, right? Like where the, where the seam is by the toes. And what he did is he, he took the stuffing out of a pillow, stuffed it inside of the stocking, placed the stocking over our head. So we got all of our hair, wrapped it up. Our face is blue placed the stocking at our hairline and then flopped this white half leg over our head. So are you guys imagining what my twin sister and I right now? Like, does anybody have a guess? Because I'm about to unveil what our ghetto fabulous costume was. My twin sister and I were Smurfs, okay? (laughs) So we had blue faces, blue hands in our blue turtlenecks. My parents had, we had these like white shorts, blue stockings and white tennis shoes. And my parents admit till this day that they just felt so bad. They felt bad for my sister and I, you know, all the other kids with their princess outfits and like Star Wars and like these really expensive things there. My parents were with like literally trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents with this costume. And lo and behold, at the celebration of light, they had people vote on the best costumes and hot dang. Guess who won? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, the Smurfs, and uh, <laughs> I forgot this part. My parents, my parents glued cotton balls to my face, and I was Papa Smurf, and Bianca, my twin sister, the way nicer one, was Smurfette. So Papa Smurf and Smurfette won the costume party, and y'all talk to me like all these years later, I've taken the lessons that my parents have taught me, AKA take the little you have and make it work because all we do is win, 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 win. What? Yes. Okay. So this is kind of like how to grow your business on social media during Halloween, but it's also a walk down memory lane of how, you know, my life is shaped to me to become the business owner I am today. Um, and you know, speaking of this, going totally off, we're, you and I, you and I just having conversation. I would love to know what you dressed up 
as Halloween, again, send me a direct message because, and if you have photos, if you have photos, man alive, I'm going to see if I can post a photo of this Smurf costume. I'm going to see if I can make this happen because nothing would be better than to show you how ghetto we looked, but hey, we won. Okay, let's get into, I said it was going to be a short and sweet episode and here I am just talking your ear off. Okay, as a review, because your girl has detoured. Number one, where do people go do and see for Halloween? Number two, what are common Halloween traditions or memories you enjoy? Now it's bringing us into question number three. What Halloween related jokes or puns can you use to make people laugh? Now, if you can't tell from this spooktacular episode... I love a good pun or I love holiday related jokes. Here are a few Halloween inspired ones that I have used in the past to announce a deal or a sale or a product. Remember, this podcast is all about moving the needle in your business. So I'm going to share five. Are you ready for an unbelievable announcement? Okay. Boo, B-O-O, instead of unbelievable, unbelievable, A. Okay, number two, check your email inbox to download your treats. Don't worry, no tricks. Mm. Okay, number three, I have a wicked awesome deal to announce with you. Wicked, get it? Like wicked awesome. Like, I, I think that was, that was trying, me trying to be from Boston and New York at the same time. Boston, I can't do it, but I have a wicked awesome deal to share with you. Number four, um, oh, this one. The X feature of Y product, right? Renders like you're going to fill in the blank. So X and Y. So the X feature of Y product is fantastic. Get it? Not fantastic, but fantastic. Oh, come on. Okay. Last one. Y'all, they get worse before they get better. Okay. Last one. Can I tell you about, and then this is where you would say like a result or a testimonial or a product. Okay. So can I tell you about a testimonial that is the scream of the crop? Get it? Not cream, but scream. Eh, what are we thinking? Come on, y'all. Come on. Tell me these did not make you roll your eyes and smile at the same time. Okay. So once you have these three questions answered, where do people go? Some traditions or memories that your followers can relate to and a list of jokes, puns, and maybe even some references, you're going to have enough content for three to five Halloween social media posts. Now, here are a few posting prompts to get your wheels turning. Remember, we're all about taking action. Will you have to post three to five? No, but having more content than not having enough content Mm, that's what we and the social curator team do for you. Okay. So when we get these posting prompts, like these are four posting prompts to get your wheels turning after you've already answered those three questions. Number one, a personal insight caption about your favorite Halloween memory with the call to action, asking your audience to share theirs. Number two, a caption to showcase your product or service with Halloween related puns. Hmm with a call to action to purchase before November 1st. Remember, when you have a call to action that's date-based related, it gives people a way to make a distinct decision. Oh, I want that product or service during this promotional time to receive this discount or this benefit. Number three, an about me caption to share what you're dressing up for Halloween or what you're not dressing up as for Halloween this year with a call to action asking your audience like, hey, what are you dressing up as this year? Number four, a behind the scenes caption showcasing how you do what you do in a scary story fashion. 
you know, with a call to action, asking your audience for questions. When we talk about like a scary story fashion, if you are using anything from Facebook filters on stories or Instagram filters on stories or even Snapchat filters, like you can search for filters that are Halloween or scary related. So you can do a story and save it and then you could share it as a post and your face has a filter that's scary that keeps it timely and relevant to the holiday content. So friend, I hope this helped you gain inspiration for how you can use Halloween to market your business on social media. By now, I bet you're getting ready to start posting your Halloween captions right away, but you're probably missing something. You might be missing photos. Luckily, I have just what you need. Five beautiful Halloween lifestyle photos that are going to be sure to stop your followers scroll and drive engagement. Y'all, and the best part, these photos are free. The social curator photography team and I, we've shot these for you. We love them. They're so much fun. You can download them for free at jasminestar.com forward slash Halloween photos and download your five photos. Enjoy your wicked awesome images as you start your seasonal promotions and I'll see you in the next episode. Boo friend. I was supposed to say bye friend, but I said boo. Get it? Okay, never mind. (laughs) 